Welcome back to the Gold Factor Podcast, your guide and gateway to a life of purpose and fulfillment. I'm your host, Bernadette Gold, transformation and high performance coach, here to lead you through another chapter of my audiobook, The Crooked Path to a Charm Life, a clairvoyant medium's journey to embracing her spiritual gifts. Now, remember, each episode of season one is a new chapter in the book as we traverse the realms of the seen and the unseen. So let's dive in and continue our adventure together. It's time to think bigger, feel deeply, and act boldly. Chapter 21, Spiritual Battles. Within weeks of finishing the house, a new client was referred to me for healing work. He had been to every major specialty hospital, yet no one could help him. He was unable to eat, unable to drink, and his life was on a downward spiral. I wanted so badly to help him. Clearing his energy on my massage table, I noticed strange reactions in his body as I moved around him. I ran healing energy, calling in the angels to assist. He was lying on his back as I approached his heart center. Sensing a strong block, I was shocked at what happened when I increased the energy. This man's shoulder blades, head, and heels remained touching the table, but his back, chest, and abdomen arched off of it. Freaked, I quickly prayed and asked for immediate help. I heard the angels whisper, pray a binding of the dark spirits, breathe and stay calm. He didn't even seem phased. His eyes remained closed while I went to work on binding the entity attached to his heart. I did as much clearing work as I could, binding entities as I went. Once finished, I struggled to explain to the client what had happened. He didn't seem surprised by anything I told him. Before the session, he hadn't been able to drink. Now, he was suddenly thirsty. I was relieved. He drank without vomiting the water. It was obvious he needed help. I was willing, but unsure of what to do. Finally, Spirit told me to invite him to stay for a few days or a week until we could clear all the entities attached to him. It seemed like a crazy idea, but I knew I wouldn't be able to help him if he left. He seemed relieved by the idea and agreed to stay in our guest room. Putting a stranger in the guest room upstairs from the family with protection in place was a crazy idea to me. I always listened to my angels and guides, so I had to see this through. I put a circle of salt under his bed to protect him and a line of salt at the bedroom door to contain anything still attached. It seemed to work. The following day, he was able to eat a meal and drink water without any issues. I began formulating a plan to free him of these negative attachments. Days of clearing work included surrounding him in a circle from a hose with running water outside, working while Brindy was at school. I had a helper who was fluent in Latin, help me as we worked to clear the demons. 
during one particular attempt, the most miraculous event occurred. My assistant and I were reciting prayers, calling the demons out to release him. The air was still and warm without a hint of a breeze. Then, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a large streak of silver, and both my assistant and I heard the sound of large wings flapping. Just as the energy was intensifying and the demons were losing power, a brisk whirlwind surrounded us. The whirlwind was located to the right where we were sitting. Taller than the roof of my house, I saw a glimpse of Archangel Michael with his sword drawn. We continued to pray as the wind continued to swirl around us. It was like being transported to some other place. Finally, two of the three entities left, the wind instantly disappearing with them. It was over, at least for the moment. That night, exhausted, I fell into a deep sleep almost instantly. Then, at approximately 1 a.m., I realized I was in the middle of a lucid dream. After being pulled into hell by two giant thug-like demons standing between them in front of a beautiful desk, sat a very handsome man. He was gorgeous, with blonde hair and blue eyes, wearing a navy double-breasted blue suit. I instantly knew who it was. Without introduction, Satan began to speak about my client. I felt paralyzed and mesmerized all at the same time. He was gorgeous, dressed just as I would like my perfect match. I tried to stay focused as he arrogantly told me that I needed to stop helping my client, announcing that he owned his soul, and now he owned mine as well. I laughed right in his face. He isn't yours. He belongs to God. As for me, you don't own me. I'm free. All I have to do is wake up. I felt panic for a moment, wondering how I was going to wake up. Just then, the fire alarms in the house began loudly chirping for no reason. My assistant, husband, daughter, and client woke up, followed by me, still half out of it. Just as fast as the fire alarms started, they stopped on their own. I immediately checked that everyone was okay before announcing, I was just in hell with Satan and the angels needed to wake me up. I'm sure they thought I was crazy, yet no one seemed shocked or surprised by anything that happened. Finally, we all went back to sleep, agreeing that we were indeed protected. The following day, as evening approached, my assistant and I put the client in a salt circle in the dining room. The angels instructed me to put two bowls of water in the circle with the client. As we spoke and prayed, it was made clear that this entity was not leaving. Checking the water bowls, I had my assistant look at what I was seeing. In the water, a reflection of the little bugger was looking right at me. His face 
resembled Dobby from Harry Potter. I would have doubted it if it wasn't for my assistant seeing it too. Telepathically, he told me that he didn't have to leave since the client was holding on to him. Relaying the information to the client, he confirmed that he had been with him for so long he was afraid to let him go. He didn't want to send the bugger to the abyss, requesting I somehow save it. I tried to reason with him, but he wasn't willing to release it. Finally, after a week of working daily to clear him, I decided to send him home. Free will is a universal law. No matter how much we want to help someone, they have free will to choose in the end. He understood there was nothing more for me to offer and left the next day. I ran into him outside a restaurant a few years back before leaving Colorado. He looked at me and quickly walked past when he realized who I was. He looked fine physically, but felt slightly tortured. Nothing like he had when I first met him, though. Referred by her brother, an older tarot reader asked for help with a wealthy client. She was having issues with accurately predicting events about a romantic relationship the client had. At one point, she had me do readings for her to deliver the information to the client. Eventually, I got tired of it, demanding the client call directly if she wanted a reading from me. Madge, the wealthy client, became a regular for a few months. She still paid the tarot reader for in-person sessions, but called me to validate the readings. Soon, Madge stopped using the tarot reader. Instead, she relied solely on me, which angered the tarot reader, resulting in a demand that I tell Madge to stop calling. The entire thing was ridiculous. I refused to be manipulated, telling the tarot reader to grow up and ending all communication with her. Things were calm, and I enjoyed not having to do construction. Fall in the Rocky Mountains was beautiful. As I did some housework, I suddenly felt a wall of negative energy hit. Looking outside, I noticed four giant vultures circling the back pasture. Tuning into spirit, I asked what the message was. Images and words tumbled through my mind. Someone was sending bad juju my way. Pissed, I immediately grabbed supplies to cast a protection circle. I laid an unbroken circle of salt on the floor around me, marking the four directions with candles. Next, I started a protection prayer, performing a reversal without first checking my anger, returning the negative energy and intentions to whoever sent it, multiplied seven times 70 times. Sensing the energy had dissipated, I closed out the prayer, ended the ritual, and cleaned the circle. Once it was over, I thought, who the hell is trying to zap me? Whoever it is should know the rules of magic. Whatever you send out can be returned. Still a little pissed, I journaled to release the remaining energy. At 7 a.m. the following day, I answered the phone to an angry man demanding 
What did you do to my sister? Aha, that's who sent the juju, I thought. I didn't do anything to your sister. What did she do to me? I asked. Louder, he replied, you gave her a heart attack. Calmly, I explained to the man that I had only done a reversal when I sensed the hostile attack. Ignoring what I said, he yelled, she's in the hospital. You gave her a heart attack before hanging up on me. Stunned, I grabbed my journal to read what I recorded after the reversal, and then I saw it. Seven times, 70 times. Shit. Whenever I performed a reversal, I returned to sender seven times the power sent to me. I felt terrible for a minute. But then I remembered the power and intention of energy she sent my way. Unfortunately, the zinger she sent was full of bad luck, illness, and arguments. So, when I returned it to her multiplied, she had a heart attack. I never heard from either her or her brother again. Lesson. Don't cast spells or send energy balls full of negativity towards someone. If you do, remember the rule of magic. What you send out comes back to you multiplied. My lesson. Don't perform reversals or send out energy intentionally when you're angry. Calm down and pay attention to your words. If you can't calm down, do a protection ritual and perform a reversal later. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Gold Factor Podcast. Want some free resources? Well, join my Facebook community, a group of heart-centered, ambitious individuals just like you. Just go and visit the link in the description or you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups, the gold factor. And remember, if you're enjoying the book so far, follow the podcast, leave a review. I really appreciate it as we're launching and growing the podcast and share it on social media. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day, be blessed and be a blessing.